Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman Podcast. Superman was created by Jerome Siegel and Joe Schuster. Hi, I'm Stephen Biscotti. And I'm Justin Candelario. And you're listening to the, the Saturday, Saturday Morning, morning Superman, Superman Show. show. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Saturday Morning Superman Show, your podcast about Superman in animation across generations. Justin, good it morning. is so, so good morning. <laughs> it is so good to be recording a new episode of the Saturday Morning Superman Show with you. It has been too long, and I am so excited that we're doing this special one-shot episode, or it's not going to be so much a one-shot episode, considering that we want to talk about this show, but we're doing this episode not in support of Superman Man of Tomorrow, not in support of Superman the Animated Series going to HBO Max, not in support of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Nope. We are doing this because we just watched the season premiere, the series premiere of Superman and Lois on the CW. It aired last night on the 23rd, and it was, pun intended, super. You And I was so excited, Steven. Oh, my God. I, I, I haven't been as excited for anything Superman, I think, since uh, Man of Steel, actually. Or summer 2019. <laughs> well, that too, actually. No, no. I mean, like, in terms of, like, theatrical-wise, you know, like, uh, like film-wise, I mean, like, this has everything in it. This has a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything for all Superman fans. Got a little bit of uh, New Generation, Man of Steel, Fleischer. Uh, not so much of animated series, but you got the classic with the new. That's what I liked about it. Oh, completely, yeah. Uh, Superman and Lois was, was a TV show that was on my radar for a while, it wasn't necessarily like the Superman uh, incarnation that I was most excited by for no other reason than, you know, there were just, you know, I was, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to Zack Snyder's Justice League. I love Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoy and appreciate everything that like CW has done with the Arrowverse. And I really do like Tyler Hecklin as he appeared in uh, like, you know, Supergirl season two and, and whatnot. But there were elements of Superman and Lois that I had known about. Um, just from early on that they didn't really speak to me, to be quite honest. I wasn't really sure how I felt about Clark Kent and and Lois Lane being a mother and father. And I know that speaks to the current run or uh, the the then current run of like Superman rebirth uh, where he has a son, Jonathan Kent, John Kent. But I, I just never found that relatable uh, partly. And because the thing is like, I'm not married, you know, I I don't Mm -hmm. have any children and so I always preferred Superman to be a little bit more solitary, even if he's with Lois Lane. But I have to say, you know, I watched it. I, I wouldn't miss it for the world because it is live action Superman. And as a Superman fan, you have to learn to appreciate any live action Superman that you get. And from the second it came on to to as soon as it ended, I was completely sold on the whole entire uh, production. I, I I completely, completely was just so amazed at just how good it was yeah i'm gonna be honest with you i had like no expectations for the show whatsoever when it got first announced because why because it has cw on it because ever since like green arrow died spoiler alert but green arrow died in the arrowverse everything just kind of fell off from there but then star girl came in and i was like okay this is better and this is honestly the best thing since 
since Arrow for the CW verse, and it's honestly the best. Yeah, it is the best one on there in terms of the the production quality, the uh, from the acting, the storytelling. Like, like, like you said, it's a story we were not expecting. You know, Superman and Lois as a Clark and Lois as a parent as parents. You know, from the Rebirth series, something fairly new, and being adapted in a way we actually have not seen before and it's very weird to see you know just a story of them being parents but it's done well it's done really well to where you it's believable and it could and it is like like you said it's not relatable for like me or you because like obviously we don't have kids we're not married we don't have uh you know we don't have that responsibility but it's just, it's realistic in a way this is this is like this is like what if you know it's it's realistic to you know like uh and this is how he lives his life. This is how he lives his life on like daily basis. Oh, completely. And you know, I I feel that that tone that it captured. It's in fact it it felt even more adult than really any of the other uh, Arrowverse shows that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like it works. You know, for a multitude of reasons. One, you know, it it's its own thing. I feel that with what Warner Brothers and DC has been doing with the character of Superman, uh, most notably in their animated feature, Superman, Man of Tomorrow, which released last summer, it's the beginning of a new era of DC animation. So they concluded everything with, uh, I believe it was Justice League, uh, Dark. Uh, Dark Side War. And that pretty much brought an end to that era of uh, DC animation. And then Superman, Man of Tomorrow started it anew. And you got an origin story for right. Clark Kent Superman, completely new animation, which was a little bit, I know some people said it was very Archer-like with, with like the simplicity of the lines. It was very beautifully done. And then now you have Superman and Lois where Superman and Lois, they're in their 30s. They have a kid, they have kids. Uh, and it, it's just a presentation of Superman at an older place in his life, a mm-hmm. more adult place in his life. But yet the marriage between how it honors the comic book and the cartoon and the overall history, along with the fact that it blurs the lines between what's a TV show and what's a movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like if this was put up on the big screen, it could easily work as a Superman movie because yep. the effects, I mean, we'll get into this when we start doing the commentary for the show, but I was blown away, Justin, by just how impressive the, the, the overall show was. It just, it, yep. it was shot so so well and it just left me scratching my head thinking you know uh, we both love what Zack Snyder did with Man of Steel mm-hmm. and Batman versus Superman and I know we're both really excited about Zack Snyder's Justice League but it's like why aren't we getting that next installment of Superman in theaters right. you know and it's like like you know what to do with him obviously with what you're doing with the cartoons the comic books but like why can't you figure this mm-hmm. out with Henry Cavill like what is keeping them from just making that next great Superman movie and using like the definitive Warner Superman, Warner Brothers, Henry Cavill. To say. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. But Justin, I, I do have to say Superman Lois, I was really Same. amazed by it. I quickly want to run down and say uh, that the executive producers are Greg Berlanti, who of course has done mm-hmm. the Arrow, the Flash, Batwoman, Supergirl. Uh, Todd Helbring, who is... Uh, also one of the developers of the show, along with Greg Berlanti. He's known for The Flash and one of my personal favorite shows of all time, Black Sales. And then uh, executive producing the show show is 
Sarah Schechter of All-American and Riverdale, and of course, uh, DC Comics' Jeff Johns of Titans, yep. DC's Stargirl, and Wonder Woman. An excellent lineup of producers right there, producers and creators for all these shows, especially the ones from the, uh, the HBO Max slash uh, DC Universe uh, shows and mm-hmm. films that I absolutely adore, such as Titans, you know, especially Doom Patrol. I love those ones. Because one thing I've always been wanting... Um, as of like recently, because I even though WandaVision, like like uh, even though this is a DC podcast with Superman, I'm gonna bring up a little bit of Marvel because even though WandaVision is great, I'm enjoying it. I'm starting to get tired of MCU, to be honest, Stephen. Because I'm like I want my shows to be real. I'm starting to want these shows and movies to be more real, be more gritty, be more dark. And Superman and Lois, even though it's not as dark as something as Titans, uh, Doom Patrol. It's getting down to that realistic setting that I've been wanting, that, I, that I'm wanting as of right now, as a comic book fan, as a comic fan of the live adaptations to be taken seriously, to be, you know, uh, more hard-toned in, the, in storytelling, it's it's acting, it's produ- production base. It did every single beat perfectly that I wanted. And for me, even though there's like, of course, flaw, everything has flaws. For me, the show has no flaws as of right now. It's everything that I've wanted, everything that I've been wanting this past year, and it delivered. It most definitely delivers. I, I have to agree. I I was so excited, uh, in seeing the feedback for Superman and Lois on social media. Uh, especially today uh, when I woke up and I, you know, I checked into Saturday morning Superman show on Instagram and just seeing how many people were saying, wow, you know, like the show is really good or, you know, I didn't really have yep. that much, you know, uh, of an anticipation or w- wasn't really expecting much. And I watched it and I, I, mm-hmm. I thought it was amazing. And I think that that's kind of the general sentiment that people have right now in regards to Superman and Lois, that it just premiered yesterday. And, you know, it, it, you know, people were excited for it because Superman. naturally, of course, it's, you know, it's the next DC comic show. Yeah, it, it's of course, it's Superman, uh, especially that it's Superman live action. But I think because we've spent so much time with the Arrowverse, mm-hmm. with Arrow, with Flash, with Legends of Tomorrow, there's sort of that expectation of like, oh, well, I know what the look of the show is going to be. I know what the what the certain production mm-hmm. quality is going to be. And then Superman Lois, you know, premiered. And it felt like you were watching a feature-length exactly. movie. It it was that good, and it and it worked across the board. I know that like if you have to get nitpicky, there are people that want to <laughs> just pull everything and poke holes through everything. But Justin, as with you, I loved mm-hmm. every minute of it, and I can't wait for the next episode. Um, so I think on that note, if you're ready, I feel like we should just go in and and watch Let's the episode ch- again. Like, do you feel like watching the episode and doing think, an episode think, on it? I think so too. Let's 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 a go. Let's a do it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, for everybody that's watching uh, or listening right now, uh, the way that we're recording the Saturday morning Superman show is a bit different than we did uh, prior. Uh, Justin and I are actually recording separately. Uh, Justin's uh, at his home. I'm in my home. We're recording through ZenCaster and we're watching this remotely. 
because of course everybody knows that there were there were a lot of things that happened in 2020 that we're still going through right now so unfortunately we haven't been able to record in person but justin this feels just as much as if you were here Mm -hmm. so i feel like on the count of three uh on three two one i'm gonna hit play you hit play Mm -hmm. and we'll just we'll go through the episode together okay let's do it so on three two one play go so i gotta say one of the things that i really liked about superman and lois was the opening i think the opening is something that we talk about all the time with superman the animated series Mm -hmm. uh i think one of the areas that we address with spider-man and with batman is the fact that we've seen martha and 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 uh martha kent and and oh my gosh i'm drawing a blank on his father (laughs) thomas wayne no not martha uh on thomas and martha uh wayne we've seen them shot all the time we've seen uncle ben shot all the time we've seen superman crash land in smallville all the time i love that this takes more of the Zack Snyder Man of Steel approach where you get an abbreviated opening where it doesn't really spend that much time because it's like, look, we know the audience knows Superman. You know the mythology. We don't need to retreat the same territory, but it offers it in a new perspective. Yeah, it just like jumps the beats. It's just like, okay, here he lands. He's raised. Um, his father dies. And then, you know, meets Lois, Daily Planet, has kids. Now we're here. And I have to say that again, the the look of the show is really, I mean, cinematic. beautiful. It's cinematic. That's what it is. It's what the aspect. I feel like the aspect ratio really does it does it justice. And of course, I mean, Justin. Like, let me ask you this: How excited were you at this opening scene? You know, we're not oh, we're not even two minutes into it, and you get the infamous or iconic recreation of the Action Comics cover. But like, what costume? I was like, what is he wearing? I was like, what the Fleischer? He is wearing Tyler Hecklin, the first costume that he's wearing that his um, mother, uh, Martha Kent, made for him is, My in fact, made it for me. the Fleischer outfit. And I thought that that was so, so cool. It was, I would, it caught me off guard. I was just like, he's wearing tights. He's wearing, yeah, wearing and, tights and I think that's really cool because, again, it, like, there's definitely, like, an understanding of, like, we know the mythology, we know the history of the character, and we're doing this for the fans. And I feel like, it was done in in such an honest and pure way that I was like, I remember like I I was standing up in front of the television with my mouth open, just thinking like that, that's the, that's the first suit. That's the Fleischer outfit. I, I couldn't believe that they did it. And I think that that's one of the coolest. It's one of the coolest moments in the episode in an episode filled with many cool moments, but it was a particular Mm -hmm. standout. If I had to like start running through and keeping a list of like my favorite moments, it would definitely be that. Yeah, I didn't get to watch the episode actually until this morning because uh, since I only have, uh, I don't have cable no more, right? I don't have cable, so all I had was Hulu and the CW app, and it's and I remember starting last night. I was like, I was I pressed season one, episode one, and it puts on the documentary, and I was like, wait a second, what? I'm, am I am I watching the right thing? And I was like, oh, it's not out for me yet. So I had to wait till this morning to watch it, and then when I saw the flesh suit. I just wanted the texture to see I was just like, Steven! Steven! It's the Fletcher! It's the Fletcher! I know. I remember when you texted me, you were really excited yeah, I was, by I got it. Excited. I got excited there at that point, too. Of course, yeah. And and season two... I could just imagine like just jumping up in the, from your couch, just like, yes! Well, like I, like I said, I, yes. I, I was actually standing. 
I, I couldn't even sit down for yeah. it. But yeah, no, season two <laughs> of the Saturday Morning Superman show that we recorded in summer 2019 is all about the Max and Dave Fleischer theatrical shorts. So to have done that whole season and then to see that, you know, in this show, it, it felt really, really like sweet. But I got to say, you know, immediately again, you know, we're we're not more than like four minutes into the episode and mm-hmm. everything that we're seeing with uh, w- with um, Lois and Clark's uh, children, Jonathan and Jordan, uh, Jonathan is played by uh, Jordan Elsass and Jordan Kent's played by Alex Garfin. Uh, they're amazing. And I didn't really think that I would totally buy or it's not so much that I didn't think that I would buy. The fact that just Superman like and Lois have kids, but it's just like it's something that I never wanted to see. And <laughs> immediately I was like, nope, I have no problem with this. I I, I like it. And mm-hmm. uh, I think any any aspect or qualm or fear or worry that I had about the show, which I really didn't have any, was immediately squashed all within less than five minutes. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the sign of a show really getting everything right because if like immediately you buy into it and you're like nope i'm here for the rest of this thing you know they've got you and within five minutes i'm already committed to the whole season i'm committed to doing a whole season of the saturday morning superman show with you uh on this show and uh Mm -hmm. i think it's just really cool to have superman back in live action yeah i agree and uh bring up bring up the kids what makes the what makes this show great is how every single character of the family, from Clark to Lois to each of the kids, they all, they all have issues in some way. They all have problems. No one in the family is perfect, even though even Clark himself, Clark, who is the superhero superheroic father, trying to deal with being a parent and his and his two jobs at the same time. Lois trying to deal with her job being a a wife and a mother at the same time. Uh J- Jonathan, you know, Jonathan um he even though he seems a little bit too perfect with the whole high school thing, you know, him having, you know, a, a girlfriend, the football team and stuff like that, but we we learned later that he's not perfect and then Jordan most of all with the social anxiety issues. No one is perfect in this family. And then when the when they realize who their father is, that's when everything is just like, yeah, this family has issues. And I think that's such an interesting way to characterize them because I feel like the big critique amongst people that aren't Superman fans, people that don't appreciate the character like us, you know, their main thing, and you and we, you see this all the time on social media and, and just in any write up where it's like, well, I don't get mm-hmm. Superman because he's too perfect, or why is everything so easy for Superman? And it's like, well, no, I mean, like if you really read the comic books or if you watch the cartoons, like Superman has a lot of struggles, and I think. One of the things that works so well about Zack Snyder's deconstruction of the character is he characterizes him in a real world way where, you know, it's not the optimism and the cartoonish quality of the Richard Donner 1979 film where like you'll believe a man can fly and you won't even question it. Whereas now it's like you won't necessarily believe a man can fly. You're going to question it on a socio political level, on a religious level, Mm -hmm. on a on a on all the different levels that you could possibly think of. And I think that with Superman and Lois, they really contextualize Superman again in a way where you're seeing him as a family man, 
but you're seeing the struggles that come along with trying to balance being Superman and being a father. And that's something that we've yet to see. And it feels natural that this is the next progression of the story uh, that you would get. Yeah, it's the uh, it's kind of like, like just like how Man of Steel is the new generation of Superman film for uh, for for the kids of today and the generation today, like especially mine. The sh- this show is the next generation of Superman television for our generation today. Completely, and and Justin, let me ask you this because the thing is, like we we've both been talking about Superman together you know for so long now like you know both as friends and and even just as as colleagues with one another right don't you kind of feel that like superman probably works best on television it's almost like the star trek thing where star trek originated Mm. on tv so it's like star trek almost like its lineage is on television whereas like superman again you know you had the radio Mm. shows and you had like the theatrical shorts but you had the George Reeves show. You had right, right, Smallville. Right, right. You had Superman, uh, uh, yep. Lois and Clark, the New Adventures of Superman. That it almost feels right that he's back on television. That's a tough question because you know how much I adore Man of Steel. Oh, and I and do too. Yeah, stuff. I absolutely yeah, yeah. do too. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's tough because you know, right now I just have the Hans Zimmer score playing in my head. Boom, right boom. Yeah, because throughout the whole episode of Samir and Lois, I was just like, what happens if I just insert the Hansen Sword in here? I, like, it, it, I was just like, what happens if I do that? Justin, I think when, when you edit this episode, you need to just add in a little bit of uh, of the Hans Zimmer score, just to kind of underlie, like, as we're yeah. talking about it, you know, that that, that opening track, to Look to the Stars, the boom, 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 yeah, boom. Yeah, just enough to where you don't get copyrighted, you know? Yeah. Just enough. But, uh, but that's a good question, Steve. And I think he works great either way. I just want to say both. But he did start out in terms of like Superman. He did start out, you know, in episode in an episodic way in his debuts, you know, when it comes to film. So, yeah, it is right that he's back on, you know, television, you know, in an episodic way. Because with film, you get... You know, a two-hour run, uh, two-hour uh, length, uh, film film length. You get a two and a half. You know, with the Snyder stuff and uh, and like you know, Justice League's about to be four hours, but with the uh, with the shows like like the Superman and Lois, this could obviously be like uh, I'm assuming this could be like a ten episode series. Hopefully, I don't know what the I don't know how many episodes. Uh, I actually, have. you know, I have the DC press portal open. Uh, thanks to Warner Brothers, uh, I have a DC press portal. Uh, count and Ooh. and I have the screeners for the episodes and so the total number of episodes that we'll be getting in season one is thirteen. Oh, we gained the goods. We gained the info. So I have to ask. Uh, I feel like another thing that that we really need to talk about as we're watching the show mm-hmm. is the costume design. The costume that yes. Tyler Hecklin wears as Superman is a brand new Superman suit. It's very different than what he wore in the Supergirl uh, TV uh, show. And it's designed by Laura Jean Shannon. And uh, it's brought to life by her team in conjunction with creative character engineering. And uh, so Laura Jean Shannon, the costume designer, uh, she said that she designed the outfit to have a muscle structure that's more streamlined along with the armored belt and various design lines throughout, which definitely harken back a little bit to new 52, a little rebirth, a little, you know, Man of Steel 
And I have to say that the costume design, you know, especially the new suit that he wears, you know, it looks good in photos, but even in motion, I I think it looks even better. Yeah, the the suit really uh, gave me those Man of Steel vibes. It gave me not only the Man of Steel vibes, it gave me, it actually did give me a little bit of a 78 Yeah, Yeah, uh, you know what? There's an opening shot in the beginning of Superman and Lois when they're going quickly through their origin and you see uh, Superman and Lois where they're like holding and embracing each other and they're rising up through the clouds. You remember that shot? Mm -hmm. And it's very Superman Returns like which of course is a a love letter to with uh, with uh, the Richard Donner uh, film. But um, (laughs) yeah, there's some shots in here that very much call to mind you know, the Richard Donner movie, uh, there's some shots that call very much to mind the, uh, the, the Zack Snyder films. And I feel like the musculature in the action is very Zack mm-hmm. Snyder, but then yep. the, the more human moments or the more... Um, like Mellotone, I guess? Yeah, the more melodramatic moments are very much Richard Donner-inspired. You know, even arguably, you could throw in Brian Singer there because, you know, by merit, right, he right. did Returns. But, um, yeah, I feel like there's so many components of the show that works. Uh, but in regards to the conversation right now at hand being the costume, I gotta say, I you know, I love Tyler Hecklin from when he appeared on Supergirl. I, I appreciated the suit for what it was at the time. But Mm -hmm. I always had a problem with how slim the suit looked because I know Tyler Hecklin is a pretty slim guy to begin with. Um, But also the cape. I never really liked the way the cape fit on the on the suit. I didn't really like the way that it looked and the way that the suit looks in this. I, you know, I I was saying to my my mom and dad, I was saying to my girlfriend, I was saying to pretty much everybody that'll listen to me, including you and the listeners of the show, that mm-hmm. um yeah, I I need a statue. I need <laughs> I, I I need uh, uh action figures, Justin. I need posters, I need I need I need everything Tyler Hecklin Superman. I, I need he, it all, man. He needs the toilet. The Tyler Hecklin toilet, the special edition, limited edition <laughs> yeah. toilet. I, I need, I yeah, I need that. I need the the shower curtain. I need the onesie. I he, I need it he all, needs man. The boxers. Well, I well, yeah, he needs everything. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get everything. people too excited. Well, oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry about that, but but yeah, I'm sorry, I'm excited. But yeah, because you know it's ironic too, because actually I've been getting a little bit more Superman stuff myself, actually, because you know I've been I've been posting a lot of my stuff on my Instagram. Uh, my new Instagram now. It's uh, my collector's Instagram. I'm actually sticking to collecting mostly from my Instagram page. I I I actually just like you know what I want to I want to get back into posting, sharing what I love, and that's not only the films, you no know, toys, and obviously like that. And I remember when I opened up one my one of my DC multiverse figures. It was the Batman Who Laughs, and I opened it up, and I was just like, I need more. Cause I didn't expect to get into the whole line. I just opened it up. I saw how great it was. I bought it. I started buying everything. And then one of the ones I needed was Superman. Cause I'm trying to get justice league together. And I, so I got the Superman one from uh what was it? Is it rebirth? I forgot rebirth. And I got the red sun Superman. It actually came in today. I was like, this is fate right now. We're talking about Superman. My red sun Superman just came in. And I'm actually looking for some more Superman stuff to, to, to get. And I actually did get the pop. The comics cover pop. I have it pre-ordered at my uh, at my GameStop. 
I haven't pre-ordered uh, the comic covers pop for the uh, original uh, Superman comic. I don't know if you have that. You got that one on ready to go. I I soon. haven't ordered it yet, but it's one of those things that uh, as soon as uh, our friends at Royal Collectibles get it in, I'll I'll definitely add that to my collection. Yeah, that's a that's a must. That's a must. Right. I there. have to say though, I mean, I as soon as we get um the Zack Snyder's Justice League uh merchandise I'm gonna get that but I want to quickly just jump back to Superman and Lois so we see Clark Kent and we see uh Lois Lane at the Daily Planet uh Clark Kent was actually just fired he was just let go from his job but I do like that moment where they're by the the vending machine and he just like moves it forward a little bit just like there's your protein bar yeah it, it's such a i mean it's such a i mean it's moments like that that just make it so fun you know where yeah. it's just you know that's what you love about superman but i gotta say uh you know i i feel like i don't want to necessarily say this right now but i feel like we uh-huh. have to because like we're doing uh-huh. the podcast on it but you know were you expecting martha kent to 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 pass away not at all not at all actually but I think it was the right decision for the story. I think it was the right decision for the story. Why? Because growth. Again, growth. We can't have the same old, same old, Steven. That's one thing I always got to say. We can't have the same thing over and over and over. We have so many different adaptations of Superman that when the unexpected happens, it happens for a reason. And this show is going to take in the right direction. I can see it already. Oh, I, I, I agree very much the same way. I feel like with a lot of like the tellings of like characters like Superman or or Batman or Spider Man, they have these characters that anchor them, but they're just r- alive for a ridiculous amount of time. Where it's like you know, for the longevity of the character, like Alfred would probably be dead by, at this point, Aunt May would probably be dead mm-hmm. at this point, and I think that there's something really adult that comes with the fact that. You know, okay, so Jonathan Kent, Pa Kent, he passes away when Clark Kent was a child in the beginning. But I feel like the fact that uh, Martha Kent, uh, Ma Kent, that she passes away uh, when Clark Kent's an adult, you know, it's something that, you know, it's bound to happen. I mean, to all of us. And it's the fact that, like, we're seeing this happen in Clark Kent's life. We've never really fully seen that before because he's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you look at Superman, the animated series. And Martha and Jonathan Kent were alive throughout the whole thing. And you look at Superman, Man of Tomorrow, which just came out last year, and you have both of his parents. And then, of course, in in the Zack Snyder's films, you know, you just have Martha Kent uh, played by Diane Lane. So to have Clark Kent lose uh, Martha Kent uh, at really not even the half hour mark, you're only like at 18 minutes into it. uh, Mm -hmm. I thought that that was a very exciting creative choice. Yeah, definitely. Because when... Uh, when that scene happened, I just called back. To, I just called back to that episode of uh, Smallville, actually, when um, Jonathan Kent actually passes away, and it just reminded me of just like how like the moving on process is going to be for Clark in this show. You know how like Clark for Smallville was, and now, so like now like the role, or, like now what's, what's kind of like happened is like since Martha's passed past it's like clark's just gotta repeat the whole situation where like how he came in in the ship with his powers and everything to martha and jonathan kent but now he's gotta do the same thing teaching jordan 
Yes. He has taken his father's role. Lois has to take the Martha Kent role. And Jordan is him. I have to say, I mean, just almost kind of like looking ahead. Can't you mm-hmm. almost imagine that when this show eventually comes to an end and, and hopefully it'll run like Smallville where we'll get 10 seasons of 10 this. 10 seasons. I but how many seasons did we have at Arrow? Eight, actually. Okay, so imagine we get... And how many seasons are we at with Flash right now? Seven. Okay, so we had eight seasons of Arrow, seven season, seasons of Flash, and Supergirl is coming to an end at what season? Mm, I think five or six. I think six, actually. Okay, so... I've been keeping up with Supergirl. So Supergirl, actually. if it's going into the fifth season, that's its last, or if it's going into the sixth, yeah. that's its last. I think it's the sixth. So can you imagine if, like, let's say when Superman and Lois eventually comes to an end, that they're probably going to do the the where they're going to kill off Clark Kent, and that uh, hmm. and that um, Jordan is going to inherit the mantle of Superman. You think you know, they're that going to do that? That is interesting because I because I believe it was in the comics, so it's just Connor taking up the mantle, right, mm-hmm. instead of Jordan. So I don't know to be honest. I mean. That this show seems like it's going to be unpredictable, since obviously it's something new and fresh, taking from the newer comics, but also twisting it in its own way. So I have no idea, Stephen, for that answer. I don't. I don't know <laughs> what to answer for that one. Actually, I have no answer because I don't know what could happen. So after seeing Martha Kent dying, you never know. So I want to ask everybody uh, that's listening if you think you could foresee the show going on for a while but that you can imagine that in the final episode, Clark Kent will probably pass away. Maybe like how he does an all-star Superman. Maybe it'll be a battle <laughs> with Doomsday. Uh, and however they choose to do it, do you think that the character of Jordan Kent, uh, played by Jordan Elsass, will take over for the role of Superman? Maybe the last shot is him becoming Superman. Who knows? But yeah, now let me like ask you this, Justin, because shot. I think yeah. with... A lot of these shows with a lot of the Arrowverse shows, you know, there's mm-hmm. a de- definitely a demographic in which they speak to. But I feel like oh, definitely. with Superman and Lois, much like Arrow, especially in the early seasons of Arrow, mm-hmm. it's a very adult show. Like you're not dealing with like yes. kids yet. Yes. I have to say that unlike Everwood or the OC, the stuff that you get with a Jordan and Jonathan isn't really like, you know, the usual teen BS kind of like stuff. Like it feels like, oh man, like normally like you throw a kid into anything and I'm like, all right, I'm done. I don't care. But to be quite honest with you, I really like Jonathan Kent. I like Jordan Kent a lot. I like uh, uh, Sarah Cushing, you know, the daughter of Mm -hmm. Lana Lang and and, uh, and Kyle. And uh, I like the kids. I like them very much. Yes, Stephen. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching the show because the I don't know, I think I told you before, but the whole issues I've been having with the CW Arrowverse ever since after Arrow was the tones. You know, the flash has gone off to be like like a little bit more like of a childish, you know, goofy show. Legend of Tomorrow is just all out goof. Um, you know, Supergirl's been a little bit too like uh, it went like political, bat ones become like like you know teen drama and then all this other stuff and then this it's just adult it's adult but it's a, it's a it's the adult cw show that anyone could watch 
you know, it's the right tone for the character and for a show. You know, it's kind of like starting fresh, you know, for the uh, the CW shows because, like, I'm not, I'm probably never going to go back and watch The Flash at this point and some of the other shows. Right now, I'm just sticking to this and Stargirl because the quality, the tones are there. You know, even though Stargirl is a little bit more, you know, girly, I guess you want to say like girly or, you know, like teenager-ish, but it's meant to be like that that way. It's high school, you know, it's high school and she's a high school student, but this is adult, but it has that teen drama that we could all relate to. You know, it's serious drama too, you know, with the, with his son on meds, you know, social anxiety. I think each and every single one of us can relate to his son, no matter what age we are. Oh, completely. Mm. And I, I have to say, uh, me personally, I definitely relate more towards uh, uh, Jordan Kent than than I do with Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, because Jonathan's just like the perfect, you know, almost like almost perfect goody two shoes uh, kid. You know, he's you know he's on the football team. He's kind of a jock. Uh, he's a girlfriend. Jordan, he uh, is a, he's a kid with social anxiety who is on meds and sits in his room listening to music and playing video games you know two very opposite different kids with two very like different living different lives you know which is basically like me <laughs> <laughs> and i guess me but i don't know yet to be honest <laughs> well what are you saying you're 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 a jock man like you you you're no, you're nah. you're a you're a superstar on 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 and everything that you do <laughs> I guess video, I guess I guess gaming I am. Well, okay, so you know that brings us back to Superman and Lois. Uh we're at the 25 minute mark, the like the 24 25 minute mark. And mm-hmm. of course, you know, we're introduced to a very important element of the show. Uh you see Jordan and Jonathan with Sarah and they're in the barn and something very wild happens. Do you want to talk about to that? Yeah, they're trying to fix the Wi-Fi. Right. That's, that's, yeah, they're trying to, yeah, that's that's very wild. But no, but yeah, what, what happens is Jonathan trying to be the brave soul showing off, tries to fix the router. Everything just goes completely wrong. He steps on a, a stack of metal pipes. Comes, He falls down, comes crashing down on him. Jonathan goes in to save him. And then here comes Clark to the rescue, you know, coming to save them. And which we're all thinking, you know, we're all thinking, you know, okay, one of them's got the power. They 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 got the power. Now, uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we're not, we're not gonna to get too far, but you know, but right now, uh, but just, but but, but and when we do get to that, I do want to just ask something for you to answer later on. Were gotcha. you expecting which person to have the powers? Yes and no. Okay, and I'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, another thing that has to be brought up about the show is I love the editing. I think the editing is so well done. I like how there's a lot of Superman and Lois's life where it cuts back to that and like a glimpse Mm -hmm. where you'll have a moment where it cuts back to Superman or it'll cut back to like a moment that they had in their life. And also the balance between, uh, Lois and Clark and Jordan and Jonathan is very well done. I never at all felt that in a Jordan and Jonathan moment, like, oh man, like we're just marking time until Superman and Lois come back. And then yeah. whenever Clark and Lois were on the screen, I never felt like, oh man, it's marking time until we get Superman back. I was completely mm-hmm. invested in all the characters, uh, mm-hmm. no matter what. And 
I mean, maybe that speaks to us being, you know, DC Comics and Superman fans, but also I feel like it really speaks to the quality of the show and the fact that it really has you hooked. And I think that that's the key thing of like any pilot, you know, that it has to hook Mm -hmm. you and it has to have that call to action as to why you're going to come back. Right. Right. Because if that, if it's not hooking you in that way, like if, if like, if the, the pilot is not hooking you the way that the first episode of The Flash, the first episode of Arrow for the other CW shows, if it's not hooking you that way to where you're invested all the way through, then there is then there would be something wrong. But this did this brought me back to those good old start of the Arrowverse days. And that's what I've been waiting for. For to have to be invested in each and almost every single character we see and meet, and we're we're at the half hour mark. We're just at the half hour mark, and there hasn't even been a villain yet. And I think that's nope. so cool that like and it was weird. It was weird, but good because it's just like there's no villain, but I'm still I'm still loving it. Exactly because I feel like with so many of the other ones with like. You know, with any of the shows, like, like boom, from episode one, you have to get the villain. You have to get the villain. I feel like... Yeah, like, right away. And every episode, too. Like, almost every single episode. And I feel like with any good story, like, especially if you're dealing with a superhero, if you can tell a really engaging human story, you don't really need a villain. And I feel like nope. this is also a, very much a Superman thing, because you go back to the early days of action comics... And there wasn't a Metello, there wasn't a Livewire, there there wasn't mm-hmm. a, a Brainiac yet. Mm-hmm. That in a lot of those ones, he was just fighting like like goons and thugs. And you know, you go to the early George Reeves TV show, and George Reeves Superman never fought a Lex Luthor. He never fought a Doomsday. Right. It was just like bank right. robbers and thugs, and you know, mad mm-hmm. scientists. Sort of, you could say the same thing about Fleischer to an extent. But yeah. I feel like this also very harkens back to that and in the way that hopefully the Saturday morning Superman show replicates the feeling of listening to the Superman radio show, like if it existed in 2021. Hopefully, if you're watching Superman and Lois, it brings you back to the memories of watching Superman on TV, you know, as a kid, if you're of the particular age like us with Superman and Lois, or if you're of like our parents, a parents age where they grew up with, you know, like the George Reeves show and stuff like that. You know, I think the show is remarkably done. Right. And like, it just proves the point that, you know, like, again, like, like you said, like uh, you don't need a villain, like right away in every single episode, what you need is a conflict, a conflict between like, like, like how we said before, each character has a, a certain conflict and that's mostly within themselves. And that's the biggest battle of them all is conflict within yourself honestly as long as you have that then that's the whole story you need right there that's the story right there i do um now i have to ask you this when right when the show initially uh was announced were you quite familiar already with the chemistry between tyler hecklin and elizabeth tullock like was this something that because i know oh you didn't really follow like you know all the shows that much but granted of course like he wasn't like a really like he wasn't like a like a recur like he would guest every now and then. So how familiar? I, I I'm I'm asking such a clunky question. I'm sorry, Justin. But I, well, I guess the main thing that I'm trying to get at is how familiar were um, you with the Tyler Hecklin and Elizabeth Tullock incarnation um, of the characters? Well, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts here. But um, I actually stopped watching 
most of the CW shows. So the only ones I really kept up with, of course, was Arrow, right, until the very end, because I was the one that stayed the most consistent. But in terms of, like, Tyler Hecklin's Superman with uh, the new Lois, um, that came in, I think, around the... Cro- it was one of the crossovers, I forgot. Was it Elseworlds? It was Elseworlds, I think it was. But uh, that's when I was following their chemistry. And their chemistry led into the second crossover, which was... Crisis on Infinite Earths, with that chemistry, we saw a little bit better. We actually saw the hinting towards the show for Superman and Lois, where we saw them actually have a kid. Um, Where, like, it wasn't really believable then, you know? Like, I didn't really care for this Lois, actually, during the crossovers. Like, she seemed like she could handle things on her own. I remember one scene she, like, smacked an alien, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then... I was just like, okay, she's she's a, you know, she's a cool Lois. But then I was just like, you know, I don't really know her, but um, like you know, it's cool to see Superman and he's doing Superman things. But I didn't really care that much then. But now them having their own show, um, because I feel like they weren't done justice in those crossovers. Because honestly, those crossovers, in my opinion, were very letdowns. They were they were letdowns in my opinion, and their characters weren't really built right you know i think the only good superman character in those crossovers me and you could kind of both agree on was brandon rouse superman he was done more justice than tyler hecklin's in my opinion yeah it's interesting because so i i watched supergirl season one religiously when it was on uh cbs and you know for the initial reason that so you know fresh off of man is a man of steel leading into Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, just to know that we were getting a new live-action version of a super character, I was completely sold on. And Mm -hmm. I I adore Melissa Benoist. I I think she's a wonderful Supergirl. Uh, So when it was eventually alluded to and hinted at that Superman existed in that world, of course, because of course he does, I was so excited because it was like, well, okay, I mean, like we kind of have to get Superman at some point. And mm-hmm. so when we got the announcement that Tyler Hecklin was going to be Superman, I was sold because it was just like, oh, we have a new Superman and he exists in in his own way that Henry Cavill does. But whenever we got him, I always wanted more because I felt that he was so good as Clark Kent and Superman that he deserved more. And there were a lot of rumors leading up to Superman and Lois that we were going to get a show uh, sites like we got this covered screen ran places like that we're all talking about it and you know you never know like if something's a rumor if something's not so when mm-hmm. it was officially announced that we were getting superman lois i was like oh well i mean like it's a superman show he's back on tv he's back in live action of course i'm gonna be there and i gotta say having not been all that familiar with the later appearances of tyler hecklin uh more so elizabeth tullock as lois lane because I didn't see all of those episodes, I I completely loved every single second with them on it. I I thought mm-hmm. that they were they were perfectly cast. They have wonderful chemistry together, and they, and they feel like Lois and Clark. Yeah, like th- this this show definitely just you know just like screamed, hey, these these are them. You know, the casting was done right because for me before, like I was saying, like I. I didn't really care too much about them, especially with Tyler Hecklin and Supergirl. Like, I did enjoy him in, in there, but he's a lot better in here. Like, his performance is really, really, really good in here. Especially, um, 
I keep forgetting the name for the actress uh, for Lois, but she's she's great. Oh, uh, um, Elizabeth Tullock. Yes, 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 Elizabeth Tullock. She's 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 a lot better here, in my opinion, than those crossovers in the Arrowverse. I I think she did. She really did convince me on a more older adult mothering Lois Lane. They they really did convince me in this show. Completely. I I think there's a lot of elements that have to work right. And I think, you know, if you get casting right, you'll buy into anything. I feel like that's really one of the reasons why, like with like, you know, the MCU, like the casting's been so good that Mm -hmm. no matter how good the stories are, no matter how weak some of the stories are, you just go along with it because you like the people that are playing them. And I feel like with CW, they've done a really remarkable job at casting very you know, charismatic people. And I think more so with like Superman and Lois, so much hinges on getting Superman and Lois right. And there's not a lot of time spent with like Morgan Edge or 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 Luther or or really mm-hmm. a lot of the characters that you know, aside from maybe General Sam Lane, played by Dylan Walsh here. Um, but everybody works. Yeah, everybody definitely just fits their role. So something big just happened right now. Uh, Jordan mm-hmm. and, and Jonathan discovered something on Ken Farm. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on, J- Justin. They discover the ship that Clark uh, arrives in. And honestly, it kind of threw me off guard of what exactly what was going on. Because it's a lot different design, actually, from the ships we usually see. Like, the one in like the ones in Supergirl are a little bit more, I think, close to the comics. And, of course, we see the ones in, in, uh, in Man of Steel is a uh, almost like a rocket but this one is an oddly shaped design actually it's a very oddly oddly shaped ship oddly shaped ship and uh what comes out of it i'm gonna be honest i didn't know what that was i i was like orange kryptonite i was like no <laughs> but 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 i think you know what that is because honestly i i, may, I yeah i've seen it before I, but i don't remember. I, I do i as soon as it happened i was like oh shoot it's the command key and oh is that what that is yeah it's the command why is it orange it's so different but i love that each uh version of superman be it from like man of steel to krypton to now superman and lois oh reinvents more modern mythology and i like the way the starcraft looks because it doesn't look like anything we've seen before but Mm -hmm. i like when jordan touches it I like the fact that Jordan's the one that touches it, that activates it. And, I mean, you see that effect, and I think mainly because, like, you know, Man of Steel, you know, 2013, Mm -hmm. really gave us such an an, an important visual style. And this moment right here is clearly an homage to that. Definitely. And, like, yeah, it just threw me off. I was like, that's the command key. It's like, okay, now I know. I'm just, like, curious why it is orange, like a crystal. I was like, okay. But the... Yeah, the the design tells you everything, especially like like hopefully we see like actually like flashbacks of Krypton with this, like with like a new design too. Like the ship is redesigned to be a little bit more, you know, modern, more sci-fi. You know, almost kind of going back to like you know Krypton, the show Krypton we we used to watch before it got canceled. Oh, oh. Krypton was so good. I yeah. I I do think about that show quite a bit because um I just recently rewatched krypton season one and season two last summer and uh it, it was the first time that i had seen it in a little bit of time and uh, the two particular standouts that i that i feel like re- we really just need to talk about just for one minute minute 
Wallace Day as Nissa Vex and Anik Bomo as as uh, Drew Zod. No, not Drew Zod. Um, oh shoot! I, I, I'm drawing a blank on so many of these names. And this I'm is forgetting now. Uh, she was uh, not Lyda. Lyda Zod. I think so. Uh, Lyda. Yeah. No. No. Oh no. 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 Wait. Wait. Anik Bomo was Jane Zod. Anik Bomo was Jane Zod. Georgina There's Campbell so was Lyda Zod. And then, of course, uh, Wallace Day was Nisavex. Okay, I, yeah, I'm trying to have flashbacks. I, there's so many characters yes. in the show, I forgot most but of the names. The two standouts definitely, I feel, were were Wallace Day as Nisavex and uh, Anik Bomo as, um, as Jane Azad. And I feel like the show should have had that third season because I feel like there was so much more that we needed to see from those characters. And it's a shame that they just they ended it there. Uh, hopefully we won't see the same thing happen with Superman and Lois. Considering that it is on the CW, I feel like this thing is going to go for a while. And so yeah, this is the CW. Yeah. Like, like Flash is still around. And I don't so know why. I want to say right now, like I am making this commitment, Justin, like I want to do a podcast for every episode of this show. So if we're still doing this in 10 years, I mean, God bless because like, I know this is, <laughs> we're making a commitment to ourselves and to the people. And if and there's one show. thing people could count on, it's us coming through for the people. Unless we have work. Or, yeah, but we'll always find time. <laughs> we will always find time, even at midnight. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, midnight. well, I, no, you and I are pretty intense guys. When, when we want to do something, we want to do you something. You never know. Uh, Justin, I just got to say right now, I'm having a blast doing this podcast episode with you. I've missed recording with you i've missed having you as my co-host this saturday Mm -hmm. morning superman show really just it's not the same without you and i have to say i've had fun recording uh, a few episodes on my own but it just there's something about the dynamic that you and i both have we've known each other for quite some time we've been friends for a while and there's a great rapport that you and i both have as as the hosts of this show i'm so glad that you're back thank you very much Stephen. and i am actually glad to be back as well, you know, taking my little hiatus, you know, also focusing on um, editing myself, you know, if you, if, if anybody does not know, like, what I do, you know, I'm an editor, I freelance, I've actually been editing for uh, Akasan or Comics Plus on YouTube, go check him out, he's great, I was done some Clone War stuff for him, I'm also now editing for a small-time production company called Unheard Voices Productions, uh they are really great with the stuff they do and also just working on the side just trying to get up in the ranks at my job like i just been busting my butt and it's been paying off and i'm just really happy as as of right now but finding the time that i have to continue doing this podcast i am more than glad and happy to be back and happy to be editing once again yeah, well, welcome back, you crazy guy, you. <laughs> My cr- crazy son of a super. Well, Justin, I'm I'm glad that you're back, and I'm glad that we're doing this for Superman and Lois because I I I yes. was we I know we had spoken about the potential of doing a you know a podcast a series of recordings for the show mm-hmm. in addition to the animation, and yeah. I feel like the fact that we happen to have a podcast right now in this time where. Superman the Animated Series is going to air on HBO Max and introduce a whole new audience to it that had never seen it I before. Finish it. Along with Zack Snyder's Justice League on March 18th, and along yes. with Superman and Lois, 
it's a very good time to be a Superman fan, but also it's a very good time to have a Superman podcast. And I really have to humbly say, I think the show that we've created together, uh, which has been masterfully edited and 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 put together, you know, it wouldn't sound the way it does uh, without you. Oh, thank you. Um, oh, thank you. I'm I'm really glad that we, that we have this show. And I'm really happy too. You know, like this is one of the th- this is one of the things that uh that got me my job actually when I was getting interviewed. They're just like, "Oh, you do a podcast." I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and look at that! Superman brings everyone together. Brings all of us together. All right, so we're at the moment where uh, Clark Kent and Lois Lane had to decide to tell Jordan and Jonathan that of the powers of their lineage. And and Clark Kent revealed that he was Superman, and Beautiful I have moment. to say it, it's quite a moment in the show, especially in how Jordan and Jonathan react. I think there's a real rawness to it and a real intensity to it that's a little uh, shocking, given you know that this is a comic book show, and mm-hmm. again, wonderfully acted across the board. Um, again, just have to mention you know Jordan Elsass, uh, Jonathan Kent, and Alex Garfin as Jordan can uh, magnificent performers in this episode. Yeah. No one says anything for like a minute in that scene when he's taking the truck, lifting it up, flying up with the truck. No one says anything except until Lois is just like, uh, what was it? She says like, I, I, I could, I had the same look or didn't believe it, you know, the first time. And you know, that's just great performance. Right? But like, you just see on their faces, just like, kind of a little bit of anger a little bit of confusion of like whoa you know and then you get their full reaction after he brings the truck down then like then that's when they're just fully angry at him because he kept it for so long with them which that is also like that is that is one of the nitpicky things i did have about the episode is that i i do hate that trope when they just keep the secret for so long then they just end up hating them but it is done at least that is done quickly in this show i'll say that it is yeah and you know i i so right now we're at this moment where uh jordan is with uh sarah cushing and mm-hmm. you know just kind of you know i just have to pull this to something that we were talking about earlier you know we had referenced right. you know everwood we had referenced uh the oc and there's a lot of these teenage moments that you see and a lot of these shows especially mm-hmm. i feel like in a lot of the cw shows but it's never really anno- it's never annoying it's never jarring yet also this is happening concurrently with Superman investigating the first mystery that's introduced in the show and at this mm-hmm. point you know we're 45 minutes into it uh we only have 15 minutes left of the show and this is the first encounter with the first uh bad guy and we have first yet villain. yeah the first villain we have yet to have any moment like that yet the way it goes back and forth between Superman fighting the first villain and jordan and jonathan it's done remarkably well that was some great special effects when he burst through the wall oh my gosh that's so good that was perfect that was absolutely and doesn't it remind you a little bit of like the approach to the action in the way that it kind of like it moves fast but then it slows down isn't that a complete maybe it's just me but it's a complete homage to man of steel and batman versus superman right yes yes it it definitely most definitely is it most definitely is with that like the slow-mo fast mo like even though like i'm not too big a fan when they when they do that but 
Zack Snyder knows how to do that right. And I feel like they homage that correctly to how Zack Snyder knows slow how to mo, do that. Slow-mo, fast-mo, slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> 300, 300. Yeah, I, I really like, again, I feel like with Superman, uh, one of the things that works so well about, and one of the things that we enjoy so much about the art of the cartoons is that there's an intensity to the action that you don't really get elsewhere yet mm-hmm. Zack snyder when he approached superman he brought that intensity and and again there's like a burliness to the to the combat there's a musculature to the cinematography of of mm-hmm. the fight scenes that you don't really get right. through anyone else and uh, I mean, maybe arguably, I would I would say uh, Matthew Vaughn is quite up there, especially in regards to action. It's it's very different yeah. than Snyder, but it's also of that same kind of caliber where it it's like you you, you get excited by watching. It. And I feel like the fight scene in this really, really, I mean, and brings to mind that and and it's a magnificent fight scene. Yeah, and it's unbelievable too. Like like the for again for a CW show. The special effects for this show, I think, outweigh everything else. Every other show, especially Supergirl. Like the Supergirl, like when you're watching the flight action scenes in that show, you don't really believe them too much. I mean, even because the special effects are not high, like up there. I mean, they're fine, but this really out. Like this, this kind of took me back to the crossover though, with the Infinite Earths, where it was Brandon Ralph versus Hecklin. Yes. Uh, like, like, like and and I think even well better. I I gotta say, I think it's even better. Even better, yeah. The, even the, better. Like, the like effects, that was the yeah. best one. Yeah, that that was the best ones that we had of Superman and CW to date. But this one just topped it. This one tops it. And I gotta say, so I remember the fight scene between Hecklin and and uh, Routh, and it was well done. But again, you know, you're you're talking about a budget where it's just kind of like, oh boy, this is so cool. But also, there's a yeah. little bit to be desired. So when the fight scene happened in this, uh, which we're going to be getting to in like about a minute, I was so impressed with with again the intensity to mm-hmm. it and and the cinematography. It worked so well that I feel like if that were to be projected in a movie theater on the big screen, it would it would be amazing. There's this Especially scene where it, it's coming up where he was flying in between buildings, and it's like that's exactly from Man of Steel. Yep, and then when he crashes down into the little shop too. He crashed down mm-hmm. to like the little shop, then like he just walks out and it's just like just like wipes it off, just like hmm, and then just flies up. Yeah, that was that was like that was straight up like man of steel. So I do want to uh, give a brief uh, shout out to Lee Tolan Krieger. Lee Tolan Krieger is the director of uh, the first two episodes of Superman and Lois. Uh, he also he hasn't directed too many movies. He did uh, December Ends, the Fis- the Vicious Kind, Celeste and Jesse Forever, and The Age of Adeline. Uh, but he's also for uh, for television. He's done like Riverdale, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, uh, the pilot of Prodigal Son. But yeah, I, I mean, Lee Tolan Krieger really, I mean, I have to say like this right now at the 49 minute and 31 second mark, like where Superman flies by the building and you see him like weaving in and out. That's Man of Steel. And the way you see mm-hmm. like the camera pause and uh, and uh, the bad guy only known right now as the stranger knocks superman to the street uh and he comes out of the, the building it's it's shot so well also another thing that i have to point out is i think there's a point in the Arrowverse with arrow and the flash and supergirl where it's like all right we get it it's vancouver 
and you're using <laughs> the same city and it's recognizable yet yeah it never feels like canada this show never feels like 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 it's being filmed in the same locations as the other ones and now i believe it was filmed uh, th- this was definitely filmed in canada but um i don't where was it where was it that the I'm, okay so it was um <laughs> uh vancouver okay so this was filmed in uh it was set to film in vancouver uh british columbia but then it okay. began filming on october 21st 2020 and it's filmed uh, on location in uh surrey uh british columbia mm. And uh, I got to say, I, 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 you know, it looks different, you know, or at least the way it's shot doesn't really look quite like Supergirl or any of those other ones. Yeah. I mean, because I think like like one is that aspect ratio, like I was talking about earlier, but then two is also that color grading, you know, the color, the, the, uh, losing my film, uh, words but yeah but just the 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 color grading of the actual picture itself it's got that man of steel style you know those dark darker tones yes that's what really does it that's what really does it and like i think like highlights it for the not only for the action scenes but just in general just for the quality of the show like saying hey this is not a bright you know joyful colory show this is more of a darker tone right and and so we're at uh the 51 minute mark and the stranger uh, is fighting with Superman above the earth and he stabs him in the chest with uh, kryptonite and you see Beautiful Superman shot. begin to plummet back to earth and it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the scene when Superman and Superman returns plummets to earth or or even in uh, in like Man of Steel or, or Batman mm-hmm. v Superman when, when he's above the earth and he's plummeting back uh, and of course here Lois um, you remember she hits this like like this like buzzer I feel like that's like his little dog whistle. It is. Okay. And then you immediately get these shots of like Lois, the kid, Smallville. And uh, it's like bringing him back and it's like tethering him back to like what mm-hmm. he has to fight for. And I think this is a beautiful yep. moment right here where Superman's coming back to coherence as he's recognizing that like, you know, he has to pull this out of his chest and like he has a family to get home to. And I think it's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderfully poignant moment i like how he almost uh crashes right onto the car but he stops and like the driver just like kind of looks at him and kind of gives a subtle wave and he <laughs> tilts his head and then he flies back off it it's a it's a clever clever superman moment of course superman flies back out and uh you know he has to race halfway around the world to to get uh back to smallville and of course quick change he, he lands a superman he comes out from behind the truck as clark kent and of course, uh, there was a big accident that happened in the yep. area that uh, the party was happening. In. And as we now know, it's not Jonathan who has the powers, no. but it's Jordan. It's Jordan. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, and do you want to talk about the whole like the question you asked me earlier? What, yeah, well, yes, yeah. So in the beginning, okay. you know, when when they were trying to correct the Wi-Fi and all the pipes uh, fall on on both Jordan and Jonathan, there's that mystery as to who has the powers. And when it's revealed that Clark Kent is, uh, you know, Superman, and he reveals it when he reveals this to his children, Clark believes that it's actually Jonathan. And that really causes a point of contention between uh, not so much the brothers, but the brothers and the father. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, it's 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 sort of messed up, you know, in, in, in yeah. certain ways where it's like he kind of assumes that it's one son and not the other 
for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. But now we find out that it's in fact Jordan. And mm-hmm. I got to say, personally, while I was watching it, it was kind of like, yeah, if I do want to point to any formula, it's probably that, yeah, of course, the kid with like the mental health issues and the anxiety disorder is going to be the one that's given the powers because it's diverting the expectation because it's like, oh yeah, the kid that's the jock with the blue eyes and blonde hair, of course he's going to be the one with powers, but I like that it diverts that expectation. And uh, also again, in the comic books, uh, Superman Lois currently only have one son and that's Jonathan Kent there. I don't think that the Jordan Jordan. is completely original to the show. So I like that it also diverts that expectation from the comic book fans uh, where it's like, okay, of course it's going to be the Jonathan Kent son. But I like the fact that they do away with that immediately and that it's Jordan. And so, you know, you have five minutes left of the show and there's a little bit of that, the fracture beginning in the relationship between parent Mm -hmm. and child. But there's never that like, you know, it's never melodramatic. It feels very real. And the love that Clark and Lois have for their children, along with the love that their children have for Clark and Lois is very real. And I love Mm -hmm. how well that's done. And of yeah. course, on the wall, it says it went by so fast. Just like the episode. Just, Just like, the, like episode. the episode. It went by so fast. The wait for Superman and Lois went by so fast. The anticipation that I've had to record another episode of the Saturday Morning Superman show with you has gone by so fast. So fast. And of course, uh, you know, we're both getting older, you know, mm-hmm. and the time has gone by so fast. You're trying to say, you're trying to say I'm getting old. I'm saying that I'm, I'm trying to say we both are. We both. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And it sucks. I turned thirty-two it in in, uh, in 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 uh, Wait, what in in May. I thought you just turned thirty last. I know, right? On? I know. Like what's going on? I I turn I turned thirty-one last year, and and I turned thirty-two this May. What has COVID done to me? I lost track. I know, right? <laughs> I have one more but, uh, year. Until I'm the same age as Superman and Man of Steel. He was 33. Ooh. Yeah. The 30, the 33. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the, I mean, there's such a charm to, to all of this. And I and I feel yeah. like also in a lot of ways, you know, it's interesting to see Clark Kent take on the role of, fa- of the father figure. You know, especially mm-hmm. because, like, you know, he's raised by two of the best people, Martha and Jonathan Kent, and uh, and now you see right. you you see the love and the and the care that he has for Jordan when they're sitting right outside on on the steps outside of, you know, uh, you know Kent Farm, and it's so mm-hmm. well done. Yeah, it's a very father. Is that, is that getting that fatherly son moment with the relationship with him and Jordan? And I'm gonna be honest. I thought I thought they were both gonna have powers. To be honest, in my opinion, I thought they were both, but just have like split powers between the two of them. Like you know, like one's got like you know speed, strength, and another one's got flight, laser beams. I'm gonna be honest. I thought it could be that way, but I think it's better that it's done with just Jordan. You know, because that's exactly how Clark was when he was a kid, I believe. But except for the pills part and the uh, social anxiety and things like that. But he was he's having his struggles just dealing with as you know school and bullying as a kid just in general yes so it adds the extra conflict to jordan that uh with that social anxiety so of course it ends where they both embrace one another and of course you know there's going to be you know there's going to be family issues later on but now the pilot episode of superman and lois 
you know, it begins to just kind of quickly, you know, change back um, to the latest development. And it's the fact that like, well, uh, is Clark and Lois going to lose the farm? You know, like, talk to me about that. I mean, this is a very interesting (laughs) development with, with like Sarah, uh, with not Sarah, I'm sorry, with Lana Lang and everything, this whole presentation. In which, like, is like now we gotta save the farm. Oh, well, they will obviously like, you know, they're taking the farm back, but yeah, they're about to lose it. And the fact of having Superman without the farm, without the Kent farm, without Smallville, well, them being in Smallville is kind of weird. But the fact of the the line where he says, just like how the world needs Superman, I think Smallville, uh, the Kent family needs Smallville. I think that was perfect. I think that was perfect because Smallville is where he learned to harness his powers, where he learned to become Superman. The city wasn't doing it justice for his family, so let's just take it back to where it all started. Yeah, I think so too. I, I and uh, you know, I I feel like there's a lot of those elements with um, with um, w- within this show that are interesting because in the way that Zack Snyder's offered a deconstruction of this universe of of Mm -hmm. superman you're getting um an interestingly done deconstruction of superman in an alternative way in the presentation of him as a family man in the presentation of the challenges that he's now faced with along with lois lane that you haven't seen before and so in regards to interpretations of the characters do you favor one incarnation or uh, over the other in regards to like more of like a uh extreme uh deconstruction of a character or more of like a more uh gradual deconstruction of the character what do you think works better for superman i well i always find the most extreme ones interesting but then again the most gradual ones work seem to work the best, you know, because those ones definitely, like like how you were saying before, you asked me before, like, what does it work in terms of, like, movies, you know, film, you know, film or shows, the gradual, where it's taking its time, has the bigger payoff, in my opinion. That's where I, that's where my mentality is, and I think this one's gonna have the bigger payoff, because just like with Zack Snyder, in my opinion, that one's a gradual one. It starts off with Man of Steel, BVS, than Justice League. You're going to have the final one with Justice League center cut. This one's going to have its own gradual one. Yeah, I yeah, I think so too. And of course, you know, just with any talk of Zack Snyder, we have to again acknowledge that Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming out very soon. And mm-hmm. I mean, like, like I know you and I are both very, very excited. Mm-hmm. Four <laughs> hours. Four, yeah, we're getting four hours with with that story and and it and it's and it's long overdue it is way long overdue steven justin i think we're getting up to the reveal i think we are we see the classic shot of sarah uh driving away and and lois and clark and jordan and jonathan heading back into uh into the house and uh we're we're almost there we're at the one minute we're at the one hour mark Almost there. Almost there. Can we get there? Can we get there? I want to get there because it was like the most surprising factor. And I have so many things to say about this part too. I have so many, I I have so many theories because I think I know exactly what happened. I think I know what's going on. 
Cause um, but I'm, I'm gonna let you go ahead though. Oh. Explain it to the people. Oh well, no, I mean like you're putting the pressure on me to explain it. I mean like, so they 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 as if I'm the king of of Superman. You are the king. <laughs> are the king. <laughs> All right, maybe. Um, well, we're not there yet because we're still uh right now with Lois and Clark, where Lois and Clark both make the uh, announcement to their children that they're going to be staying in Smallville. Okay, well. Until we get there, um, but but yeah, we're getting deal. there now. We're getting there, right? We're we are God, getting it. there. As soon as I was about to say, let's change to a different subject. But never mind. We are getting there. Okay, Forget so everybody that's listening, if you're watching alongside with us, without commercial interpretation, uh, commercial interruption, at the one hour and two minute mark and forty four seconds, you see the stranger walking up a hill. Uh, which mm-hmm. looks like it's high up in the mountains. It's very reminiscent of Fortress of Solitude, but uh, yep. he's entering a ship or a craft of some sort. Uh, we've met the stranger earlier in the show. He knows about Clark Kent. He knows about Superman. And uh, he means business. The suit looks badass. Uh, we do what not see his face. Do. But what is revealed, Justin, when he drops the helmet? Luthor. Yes. Captain Luthor. And then it just goes to the classic Superman and Lois insignia. And uh, so what do you think? I was not expecting him to be Luthor, to be honest. Because as we know, ever, well, ever since this, this is part of the Arrowverse, right? Ever since Infinite Earths, all the shows are now formed on Earth Prime. Every single show uh, is now Earth Prime. Except for Stargirl, because that's Earth 2, obviously. But Supergirl going from Earth 30-something, now on Earth Prime with the Flash and Arrow. Same thing with Black Lightning, be on Earth Prime with Arrow and Flash. This one, I think it's supposed to be Earth Prime, but I am this confused me. Because, you know, Earth Prime Sex Luther is the one we saw in the Arrowverse, right? With the, uh, the, the bearded Luther, you know, the bearded Luther look. And I'm forgetting the actor's name, I'm so bad with names. But, um... This Lex Luthor, my theory is that, so, due to what happened in Crisis on Infinite Earths, even though they technically supposedly saved the multiverse, I feel like there are some worlds that didn't get saved, and he's from one of them. He, this Luthor's from one of them, and he's taking it out on this Earth Superman. I think, that's my theory. But I could be wrong, like always. But that is my theory. My second question is, why is he dressed like Doom Slayer from the Doom video games? I don't know, but I like it. And then the third one is, um, what kind of Luther is he? Like, like he's not the Luther we know we usually. He seems more like a mercenary, in my opinion. Seems more like a mercenary. But I'm gonna let you take it away, Stephen. After me going on my theories. <laughs> Well, I gotta say, I, I was I was excited by it because the thing is, it's like, you know, I, I didn't necessarily, I, I didn't really, I wasn't even really, I was so caught up in, in the excitement, the action of it that I, I didn't really give it much thought. So when it's revealed that it's Luther, it's like, oh, wow. So like, you know, there is definitely a Lex. I don't really like i know about the multiverse and i i know that was something that they did in crisis and and right. and w- what they had just done recently so i i mean like i'm guessing maybe this is this world's version of luther maybe this is a, a i i really don't know uh, but i i think 
what Superman and Lois did so well is the fact that it really subverted a lot of expectations. Yeah. There were a lot of people that really uh, were approaching this with a, with a healthy amount of trepidation uh, just because they weren't sure because it was CW. It's arguably and debatably Arrowverse while not being Arrowverse because this mm-hmm. doesn't feel connected to that. This feels like it's its own thing, which I think is the best thing for Superman. Yeah. And uh, wherever they go with it, I'm totally on board for it. So just, I guess, in concluding this episode on the pilot episode of Superman Lois, uh, final thoughts, Justin? And of course, where can we find you? So final thoughts, excellent episode of Superman and Lois. I'm excited to see more. I can't wait for next Tuesday. I was going to say Friday. That's the wrong day. But Tuesday, next Tuesday, I'm excited for next Tuesday. I can't wait to see what's uh, going to happen in the series. I can't wait for this episode length run. I can't wait for season one. I can't wait to record more episodes with you guys. But where can you find me? You can find me at Instagram, uh, the real King in Black. I'm the real King in Black, by the way. I post, you know, uh, collector stuff, you know, figures, uh, comics, and pickups, and all that jazz, and starting to do. Uh, my favorite films or like what I'm watching right now, things like that. You know, posts sometimes I keep you up to date with stuff, but that's where you can find me at the moment. And take it away, Stephen. Okay, and you can find me on Instagram at Sherbert Danny Jr. and Twitter at Reggie Mantle III. Of course, you could find the Saturday Morning Superman Show on Instagram at Saturday Morning Superman Show and on Twitter. Uh, the Saturday Morning Superman Show could be listened to on Pod uh, Podbean. Castbox, Stitcher, and Spotify. Of course, if you go to our page on social media on Instagram or Twitter, the link is in the bio to our Podbean page, which is probably the most user-friendly. But wherever you're listening to this right now, we want to thank you so much for continually supporting the Saturday Morning Superman show. I know we've been on a bit of a hiatus. I've personally been a bit busy with Universal Monsters Universe as that's taken its next step in its its, uh, evolution you know, on social media. And uh, hopefully you've listened to the Sasha Kale episode that I had done uh, just last week that Justin fantastically edited for me. And 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 we have two episodes in, in a week. So that's really cool stuff. But uh, thank you again so much for listening. It means a lot. And as always, be peaceful, everyone. The Saturday Morning Superman Show is brought to you in part by Royal Collectibles. Your friendly neighborhood comic book shop located in Forest Hills, Queens, New York. Offering some of the best in pop culture needs and collectibles.